Good evening. This is Wednesday night, February the 24th. I pray that you are doing well. This is a beautiful day. It just makes us long for spring with the warm temperatures and to see the sun out today. I'm so grateful for God's faithfulness to see us through the wintry weather of last week and to have the hope of better weather on its way. But thank you so much for joining us for this midweek time of devotion and prayer. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn. Thank you for tuning in to have this time of encouragement, and I pray a time of growth for us and the Lord. Tonight, I would like to share just a few moments. If you're like me, and like many of us, we're so ready for this pandemic to be over, for the craziness of following all these guidelines and having to do school differently or having to do work differently, having to come to church differently. We're all so ready for this to be over and to get back to some kind of normalcy. And maybe you've grown weary and you've just felt like, as we've talked about many times during this season, you felt like just giving up or saying, you know what, it's, this is too much. It's overwhelming. And I know many of you have lost loved ones during this season. I know many of you have suffered from the virus yourself or you've had family members to suffer from it. And so sorry that we've lost some folks through it. This has been a challenging time on top of other health issues or some of you who have gone through family struggles, financial struggles. It's been a challenge. And maybe you have felt like giving up or throwing in the towel. Tonight, I want to share a passage of scripture with you out of the book of Colossians. Remember, Paul was writing the church at Colossia where some Christians were being threatened by false teachers. This church had only been in existence about five or six years, and, and Paul was trying to encourage these young believers in the faith because there was a, a heresy called the Colossian heresy where they were teaching that salvation could come from some special knowledge. Uh, they thought that Jesus was inadequate and that human philosophy uh, was more the key of living instead of a relationship with Christ. And really what Paul was saying is that Jesus is enough. He was saying that Jesus is all-sufficient and Jesus is adequate. And this is a theme that we see a lot in scriptures, even over much like the book of Hebrews, where he would tell the the Christians, that Jesus is all-sufficient and uh, he can meet your every need and Jesus is enough. And so tonight, if you have felt like giving up or throwing in the towel and you've grown weary like these Christians battling adversity in the church at Colossia, I pray that Paul's words would uh, be important to you and, and they would encourage you and resonate with you. But hear these words found in Colossians chapter 2, beginning with verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, 
rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. Hear verse 6 again. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, the greatest decision any of us can ever make is when we decide to ask Jesus Christ to come into our hearts to be our Lord and Savior. And Paul was reminding these Christians at Colossia, just as you have received him. Now think about what John said in John chapter 1, verse 12. Yet to those who have received him, to those who have believed in his name, he gave you the right to be called children of God. And so the greatest decision any of us can ever make is when we decide to make Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior and to invite him to come into our hearts to those who have received him. For those who have believed in his name, he gave us the right to be called children of God. Have you received Christ into your heart tonight? If you haven't, I hope and pray through this crazy pandemic and this coronavirus, the Spirit of God has been working on your heart and mind, helping you to, to get things in proper order, proper perspective, that first things first, the most important thing that any of us can do is receive Christ into our hearts. And that's what Paul said. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, Christ, he is the Messiah, not only for the Jewish people, but for us as well. Christ Jesus, Jesus, whose name means salvation. Christ Jesus as Lord, he is sovereign. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is omnipresent. And we know that when we make Christ Jesus Lord, and I think about what uh, was said in Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6, which we often quote, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord. It's easy for us many times to say, yes, I accept him as Savior, but we do not allow him to be the Lord over our lives. And I pray that you would understand tonight that even through this pandemic, he's still on his throne. He is still Lord of all. And when you allow him tonight, would you allow him tonight to be your Savior and your Lord? But he said, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. There's no doubt some of these Christians, young Christians, were ready to throw in the towel with the adversity, with the challenges, with the false teaching, and it was easy to drop out of the race. Continue in him, some translations may say to walk in him. When it says continue in him or to walk in him or to remain in him, it's talking about that our lives would be uh, according to God's will and that we, by our words, by our actions, 
by the way that we live, we would continue to center our lives around Christ, that Christ would be the focal point. And so many times I think about when I go out for a jog or a run, I remember running in some 5K races where I was fast out of the gate, but then as the race would go on, I'd slow down and, and even be tempted, be tempted sometimes to, to drop out when you would be hurting or you would be extremely tired or you would see others passing you by. And that's how it is in the faith. Maybe you gave your life to Christ. You were quick out of the gate, on fire for the Lord. I'm, I'm praying daily. I'm reading my Bible. I'm, I'm coming to church. And then when adversity comes, when pain comes, when hardship comes, it's easy to want to quit. And you see others passing you by or growing in their faith or moving on to this or moving on to that. But Paul's reminding his readers and us that we have received Christ Jesus as Lord. Continue to live in him. And a verse I shared recently with you out of Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 that we must continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling we're not a finished product there's still work to be done and then he gives us some um, encouragement and some examples of how we can continue to grow in the lord or to continue to walk in him to have our lives focused on christ he said Continue to live your lives in him, rooted in him. Now, when I think of rooted, I think about a tree whose roots go into the ground, like a big, huge oak tree whose roots are in the ground that are getting their nourishment from the ground, their growth from the ground. And it also reminds me a passage that's found back in Psalm chapter 1, that talks about a tree that's planted by streams of water. Verse 3 of Psalm chapter 1, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. I was so humbled and uh, honored to... Uh, have a part in Kelly's grandfather's funeral just this past year. Uh, we lost, he was a member of this church, Norman and Ann Christopher moved here from Ohio uh, when uh, Norman or granddaddy, as we called him, health began to decline. And um, this was the passage out of Psalm chapter one that that they had asked me to use because he was tall, a former Hall of Fame basketball player at uh, Kentucky Wesleyan, and uh, he was uh, referred to by some as a tree because he was 6'4", and, and he was tall and slender, and but he was also a great man of faith. And so when I preached his funeral, and this is the passage that, Kelly's grandmother, Ann, had uh, asked me to share it. It described granddaddy as being this strong tree that weathered the storms of life because he was rooted in Christ. And the way we can weather this storm that we're going through, the way that we can 
get through the adversity and all the problems that we're going through is that we stay rooted in Christ because he will provide nourishment for us to keep on keeping on. But he said rooted and built up in him. Another way that we can uh, build our lives during this time of adversity, this time of hardship, is by building upon the foundation of Christ. And I love what Paul said over in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 19. He said, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. But I love that, that we are built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone. And I hope and pray that tonight, not only would you be rooted or to remain in Christ, but that we would continue to build our lives upon him and the foundation of Christ, knowing that his Holy Spirit dwells within us and gives us the power to keep growing in the Lord, but rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. This season that we've gone through has definitely been a faith builder. Our faith has been tested, and I hope and pray that our faith has been strengthened through everything that we've gone through. I've many times said that adversity can grow us or strengthen us, or it can cause us to drift away from the Lord, cause us to be angry at the Lord, cause us to question and to be bitter at the Lord. But I pray that during this time, our why, which again, it's okay to ask God. We were taught maybe never to question God growing up, but as I've gotten older, I've come to understand it's okay for us to ask why. At least we're talking to him. He wants us to come to him, even with the difficult questions. But instead of asking why, maybe for what purpose? Is it to grow me in my faith? Is it so I can be an encouragement to someone else? Is it that I can be a witness to someone else to say, I know exactly what you're going through? I've had the virus, or I've lost a loved one, or I've been sick, or I've battled cancer, or I've been through a divorce, or I've battled addiction, or I've battled anxiety or depression. But maybe through this time, God is strengthening us in the faith, not only for our good, but so that we can help someone else and we can do it for his glory. A verse I've shared many times, the verse that Kelly and I wrote on the platform when our church building was being built. And when my son Isaiah, who's 17, a senior in high school, when he was just in a carrier, 
when we came in and wrote scriptures all over the concrete floors and the the beams, the two by fours in the church building and on the walls before they were painted, the scripture that I wrote, that Kelly and I wrote underneath where the pulpit is, underneath the hardwood on the concrete, was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And so I hope and pray that our faith is being strengthened during this time. Paul was reminding these Christians at Colossia to allow this time, and we have received Christ, and we're rooted in him, and we are built up in him, and he's our foundation. We will continue to strengthen our faith if we do not give up. But then he said, strengthen in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. This is a real key. It would be easy for us to say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is bad, this is awful, this is terrible. I'm so over all this. We all are so over it uh, and our emotions are in our heart, even though it's not over yet. But the key is that we would be thankful for everything that we do have and to be thankful for the ones that we do have. It's so easy for us to get discouraged and Satan would discourage us and try to defeat us, kick us while we're down. But a real key that I've tried to teach my children, my family, and hopefully you as a church family, is that we need to have an attitude of gratitude that we need to be thankful. A passage that I shared just this past Sunday is one that I've shared many times throughout the years. Paul writing in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16, 17, and 18, he said, be joyful always. That means we're going to be happy all the time, but the joy of the Lord is our strength that comes deep from within, regardless of our circumstance. Be joyful always. Pray continually, that's being in a constant awareness of the presence of God and his spirit and his presence with us. Pray continually, and in verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, not necessarily for, but in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, one of the ways that we can continue to keep on keeping on during this challenging time is that we would be thankful. Thankful for the health we do have. Be thankful for the family we do have. Be thankful for the job we do have. To be thankful for the church that we do have. To be thankful for the friends that we do have. To be thankful for everything God has given us. Another day to live and to survive. So I hope tonight that you've been encouraged that God's word has spoken to you. These passes, passages reminded me what's most important is our relationship with Christ and that we should remain, continue in him and that we should be rooted and receive our nourishment from him to build on the foundation of our faith and be strengthened by it 
and to be thankful. It's so important. If we follow these things, we will continue to grow and we'll get through this difficult time and even be better and stronger in our faith. At this time, I'm going to invite you to join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. God, we have so much to be thankful for tonight, and we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father, for your love and for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Father, for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you, Father, for our families. We thank you, Father, for our homes, our, our cars, for every good and perfect gift that comes from you for this church. We give you thanks for the church and for every member and, and all those, Father, who've been worshiping with us virtually and in person. God, we thank you for all of them. And Father, we just tonight give you praise and glory. And Lord, if there's someone watching tonight that's never received you into their hearts, May this be the day of salvation that someone could pray in their own words, a simple prayer to say, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. Lord, if someone could pray a simple prayer much like that tonight, they could begin their eternal uh, journey of living with Jesus. I pray, God, for Christians tonight that have grown weary or felt like giving up or they focus more on the bad and the negative instead of the good and the positive. Lord, I pray that Christians would be renewed tonight and that someone or many would rededicate their lives to Jesus and begin to walk farther in newness of life. Lord, I pray for all the names on our prayer list that many have received tonight. We have folks that are recovering from COVID. We have folks who are recovering from surgeries or, or we have some that have been in accidents that are recovering. Oh God, bring healing to them and comfort to their families. And Lord, we have some that are at the at the end of their journey on in this life and they're ready to transition into their eternal reward. Give comfort, Father, to these families and strength. And Father, we just pray that you would continue to bless this church and give us wisdom to minister during this difficult time. And, and Father, I'm so thankful for this church family, for the church's faithfulness and their love and support and their generous giving father we are just so grateful that you're still in control and that you're still lord of all and father i just pray that you would continue to be with our country and be with our leaders and bring unity and harmony and revival and spiritual awakening and renewal god we need you more than ever and lord we cry out to you and pray that we would repent and come to jesus Father, deliver those that maybe are battling addiction tonight, that they would be set free, the chains of addiction would be broken, that you would deliver people from depression or anxiety or worry or fear or, Father, from loneliness. They would feel your comfort and your love. And, 
Father, for folks that are having financial struggles, we pray that uh, financial support would come from places they never dreamed or imagined and that you would meet their need. And Father, heal relationships and Father, restore relationships and bring reconciliation and healing. Or Lord, maybe we need to show grace to someone tonight and forgive someone as you have forgiven us. Oh God, hear our cries, hear our prayer. And Father, we pray for the service this Sunday that your Holy Spirit will move in a mighty way. And Father, some folks maybe will come back to church that have been hesitant to come back because your spirit is still here and you are still moving and you're still working. And we're so grateful, Lord, for uh, folks that have come back and new faces that we're seeing. And, and Father, for those that are still waiting a second vaccine or to get, uh, Father, their vaccine before returning, may they continue to feel your love and your strength. And may they feel your presence even through uh, the virtual worship. So, Father, we just love you and we thank you for loving us. And we pray all these things in the strong and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. And I hope and pray that you would sign up to join us for worship at 8 30 or 11 if you have not yet. And and we'd love to see you back in person. I'm so grateful we offer the virtual services for those of you who are high risk or still worried about um, getting the virus. But for those of you who feel comfortable, we miss you. And we'd sure love to see you even this Sunday at 8.30 or 11. We also close each Wednesday night with a, a beautiful song. And I'm so grateful one of our students Haley Martin is going to be closing our service tonight. I'm grateful for Haley and all those of you who play and sing and do a beautiful job each week of leading us in worship. I pray that this song would minister to you and touch your heart. But thank you so much for joining us for worship tonight. Don't forget how much God loves you and we love you too. Have a great evening. Look forward to worshiping with you Sunday. Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I try to win this war, I confess My hands are weary I need your rest, mighty warrior, king of fight. No matter what I face, you're by my side. When you will move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers, as I cry out to you, I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. Trust.
truth is you know what tomorrow brings there's not a day ahead you have not seen so in all things be my life and breath i want to want you one lord and nothing less when you don't move the mountain i need an eel to move when you don't part the waters i wish i could walk through when you don't give the answers as i cry out to you i will trust i will trust i will trust in you i will trust in you you are my strength and comfort you are my steady hand you are my firm foundation the rock on which i stand your ways are always higher your plans are always good there's not a place where i'll go you've not already stood when you don't move the mountains i need you to move when you I could walk through when you won't give the answers as I cry out to you. I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. I will trust in you.